Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spearcast. If you do this podcast, we talk about all things related to ma- mindfulness, magic, astrology, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today's episode is um, our interview with the Menagerie, and we're speaking with Jess. So um, if you haven't listened to the first episode of the season, we speak with her husband, Patrick, and we talked about um, Druidism and other like witchy and occult um, things. He is very knowledgeable, as we said in that uh, intro for that episode. He was a lot of fun. The interview is great, so definitely check out that episode. Um, but you can listen to this one first since you're here. And um, our guest, her name is Jess. She is co-owner of The Menagerie. It's a magic shop in Pittsburgh. It's an awesome magic shop. She is, like, amazing. <laughs> They're both awesome. They're I mean, both- we can't sing their praises enough. Like, honestly, we had so much fun interviewing them. Um, we actually went to their store. I, like, fangirl the- over them. <laughs> as soon as she found out that she was a low-key and it was like, all right. <laughs> it was her <laughs> And they're both great. They're a lot of fun to talk to you. And we can't stress enough how much we like this magic store and how everybody in the area should go check it out. Yeah. Um, But Jess up, so we talk about, obviously, Loki. We talk about the gods. Some of the gods. Um, So, she, um, she's, we say this in the previous episode, in the intro to the previous episode. One of the things I admire about her and her husband is that they are, like, constantly seeking knowledge. And they are constantly looking to learn about, um, you know, things within, like, these occult practices. Whether they it's a part of their practice or not, they still learn it because they have a magic shop where they sell a variety of, like, things for different practitioners. So they know a whole lot about a lot of things, and they just do it for the love of it. But, like, I feel safe going there and asking them anything because I know that they're going to help me, like, either find the teacher I need or the product I need. They're or... not going to misguide you. No. And everything that they, they're going to sell you is for what you need. Yes. And they have, they've, I also, like, really um, believe in their abilities. <laughs> like, oh, fully. <laughs> we, we've used some of their um, magic you know, pre-made magical, like, creations. Um, I can attest that it works. (laughs) Yes. 10 out of 10. I cannot stress enough. We said in the previous intro, if you know people who do magic stuff, buy their stuff. Try it. Yeah, do it. Um, And uh, the readings, I got a reading from them. Yeah, you know who do readings? Yeah. Buy a reading off your friends. Yeah. Or local magic stores. Support local... (laughs) Well, yeah, but the thing is, like, we mentioned before that sometimes, like, there's things that you can learn from other practitioners, and there's things that, like, you can gain from their products that you might not have been able to do yourself, or, like, like you had mentioned, we all have, like, blocks sometimes, and, like, it can maybe affect, like, that spell that you're doing, or that, like, ritual you're doing, and it doesn't hurt. Or it can be the extra spice that you need yeah, to get yeah. through that barrier. Like, them helping To break you. that wall yeah. down. Have these powerful magicians help you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we sleeping on, like, connecting with people is, like, beyond me. Like, I feel like, um, I constantly am out, like, connecting with people, but... To be fair, since we're talking about the gods and everything, um, we do mention Hermes in this, and I can say that Hermes has definitely, I feel like, helped connect me to a lot of, like, oh, practitioners certainly, certainly. recently. Um, so, um, 
this episode, we also talk. We also talk about Apollo a lot in it. Apollo, Hermes, um, and Loki. Loki. And we talk three. about some of the Norse and some um, recommendations for books. Yes, because she is a Lokian, so we do talk about Norse mythology um, a little bit. We talk about runes, I believe. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot of things. Um, I know we we end up venturing into like Earth spirits and Appalachian magic as well. Yes. Um, just listen to the episode. It's a lot of fun. Like, I had such a good time. Like, I can't express... We were there for, like, hours just, like, talking to the two of them. And prior to that, we spent a lot of time, like, talking to them. We're so <laughs> grateful for the opportunities that we get presented with. And yeah. this is one of those opportunities from the universe to meet cool people. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, like, I had told her... Because we will always, like, um, make a list, like, a mental list about the type of guests we want for the show. Like, what topics we haven't touched on. And I had said to her, I was hoping for 2023, we would be able to find someone who is involved in Druidism, and it would be cool if we had, like, a Norse practitioner on. And <laughs> we got a Loki in, so... <laughs> I'm here really, we are. Here we are. Um, and before we get into the episode, do you want to tell them where they can find us So at? you can follow us over on Twitter at edpro underscore pgh. We tweet a lot. You can follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, Facebook... At, at Arlene. You can follow us on YouTube, where we post Raking Confused videos almost every single day. Go like and subscribe. And then you can go to our website, at Arlene.com, sign up for our email list to get access to a free Raking session almost every single month. We are going to get better at doing that in 2023. Yeah, um, and then our new Oracle deck is out, and it's called the Today Daily Oracle after the book that we made. Yes, so those are all linked down below. Go check it out. Yeah. We have been posting exclusively with Today Daily Oracle cards on TikTok. So if you want to get a message every day, pretty much, yeah. go see to what our... what that deck's like. And see what the deck's like before yeah. you buy it. Go check out our TikTok. It's linked down below. Yeah. Uh, and we appreciate else. all our patrons and everybody who's donated. You guys help. Yeah, you guys help a lot. And um, if you're new to this podcast, at the end of every episode, we have... Um, Reiki for you guys, and it's in it's infused in the music at the end of the episode. So the music that I have been making, yes, <laughs> proudly. Oh no! So let's get into the episode. All right, awesome. Okay, guys, this is an ad. We believe in supporting small business, and today we're talking about the small business called Garage Cats. They make a hundred percent organic. Handmade lip balm using hemp and cocoa butter. It smells amazing. It lasts for a very long time. They use eco-friendly paper tubes. They're pretty much awesome. If you are interested in supporting this business, you can find the link below or go to garagecats.etsy.com. We just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the easiest ways to support us. Plus, you will get our awesome handcrafted 100% vegan soy candles, our prints, books, oracle cards, and book a Reiki session. All of this can be found at edarlene.com and linked in the show notes. Hi guys, we're back and we have our special guest today. Her name is Jess and she is co-owner of the awesome, amazing magic shop in Pittsburgh called The Menagerie. So do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, Yeah, I've been, um, I guess, on this journey for about 12 years now steadily. 
Um, I was always kind of the weird kid who liked to spend time outdoors making all sorts of weird stuff with plants and dead things. And I think it was just kind of a natural progression at the end of that. Um, as you get older and come into your own, it's a lot easier to kind of shed the habits of your childhood and move on into something that actually fits for you. Uh, I have been a practicing Lokian for six years now. Um, sorry, I had to do the math. <laughs> yeah. 2020 kind of ruined my sense of time. Um, before that, I was mostly just a practicing folk practitioner, um, specializing in Appalachian folk magics mm. because that's where I grew up. Um, I've been basically all up and down the central East coast my entire life. So, um, that's just kind of where my roots lie. And, uh, you know, 2020 happened. We started reevaluating what we wanted out of life and that's when we decided to open the store. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying Patrick's going to be like, you live in the dream. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I get to be a professional witch. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I always think like our younger selves would be really proud to be who we are now. Right. I, I don't think my younger self ha had any idea that this is where it was going to go. <laughs> sure she'd be like okay it's like oh it. that's what we're doing now okay yeah. that's funny <laughs> suddenly making ink out of pokeberries in the woods makes a lot more sense <laughs> so you said you started off with type of folk magic so um i'm curious have you heard of like pennsylvania dutch yes magics what is are uh, you comparing the, the two the the pennsylvania dutch tradition tends to actually pull more from german folk magic okay um because of the demographic in the kind of Pennsylvania Dutch community, it's mostly Germanic people. So what you're going to see is a lot of practices that you might find in like, say Bavaria, um, with Appalachian folk magic, it's actually a kind of conglomeration of the people that were here before us and the people that settled here. Okay. Um, so what you'll see is a lot of Scotch Irish, um, pulling in native practices. There will be African traditions as well because of, you know, freed or escaped slaves that also took, uh, made their home in the, in the mountains. Um, so you'll see a lot, like a lot of that will have crossover. Um, you'll see a lot of similarities between different practices, um, and different belief structures. Hmm. Uh, mostly because if you think about it, the, you know, European settlers come, Native Americans are already there and they're like, some dumb guy named John is trying to whistle at night and they're like, no, you don't, we don't do that here. Mm. And they're like, why? You're going to bring, you're going to bring down the spirits on you. Don't do that here. And now all of a sudden that's like now part of the Appalachian tradition. Everyone's like, nope, we don't do that here. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Um, you know, things like that, you can tell like where they have pulled mm. from different communities, um, to kind of make this thing that is uniquely regionally their own. Oh, wow. It's like American, you know, magic system. Exactly. It's okay. it's a very, it's very representative of what America is, which is a melting pot of traditions and cultures. So um, I feel like m most North American folk magic actually will kind of reflect that. Yeah, you'll be able to see where certain things come from different cultures. Mm -hmm. um, 
but then they've kind of become uniquely that region's uh, um, part of that region's demographic. Okay, so you mentioned um, like North America. So would hoodoo be like South American magic or hoodoo is a North American practice? North American. Uh, it is specifically rooted in um, the uh, in African slave traditions. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it it pulls from things that they brought with them from Africa, but had to kind of disguise um, in favor of not getting caught by their Christian slave-owning masters. Um, So a lot of hoodoo tradition is rooted in that. It's why you see a lot of um, psalm usage and Bible verse usage. Uh, They're pulling from Christian traditions to make magic and make what they want happen um, because it it kept them alive. Mm-hmm. And many of them, like, many, like, Hoodoo and Voodoo practitioners were um, heavily Christian. I mean, Marie Laveau was a Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. people kind of forget. And it, that also crosses over into Appalachian folk magic as well. You will see um, Bible usage in that tradition as well. Um, people kind of forget that you can have Christian faith and be a practitioner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's really unfair to some of the people out there that people will ignore that there are such things as Christian witches because they I've seen plenty of them on TikTok and YouTube and stuff and they're um, Mama Sunfire I believe uh, she's got a YouTube channel she is fantastic and she's a Christian <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 we were kind of like talking about that and in general like People will think um, if you're into witchcraft that you've completely shunned like Christianity or Islam or Judaism, like you know the three big yeah, ones, like you know? The, your your basic large religions, and that's very true in a lot of mm-hmm. cases. Um, and a lot of people have a lot of trauma built up around those belief structures mm-hmm. because they're kind of really toxic. Um, maybe not in theory, but in practice. I mean, we've all seen like the crazy pastors on TV spouting their nonsense. Oh, yeah. Um, so there is a very toxic element within those um, belief structures that a lot of people, especially the disenfranchised, the marginalized groups, are very uncomfortable with mm. now. So what you see is them trying to separate themselves from that, almost to a point of like hatred. And it's like, I get it. But um, not you got to make space for everybody if you want to have space for yourself, too. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that, too. I think yeah. that, like, everybody's paths are valid for them. Yep. And it's not fair to, like, judge or put other people down with how they practice. Well, and it's, you know, a good rule of thumb is just don't be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like, even in the Christian Bible, like, the stuff Jesus was saying was basically, guys, can we just not be assholes? Like, yeah. go forth and don't be dicks. Literally. <laughs> I mean, love. nobody listened, yeah. but he tried. Love everybody. <laughs> yeah. Be as kind as possible. Yeah. Help your neighbor. Right? Like, yeah. these are all good things to live by. Yeah. Um, and I think people need to pay attention to that part a little bit more and maybe not so much the Leviticus part. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think about that sometimes, like, how would, like, Jesus feel about <laughs> like, certain things? Jesus walking down the street today would be like, oh, God. He'd probably get attacked. Oh, my dad, what are you doing? <laughs> He'd probably be attacked by his followers. 100%. Yeah. You'd have 
people going like, oh, this hippie communist. And yeah. <laughs> he's, he's drinking water and wine. What is this? <laughs> Dude, that's all he needs to do to yeah. get invited to my party. Like, oh, yeah. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy can be here anytime. <laughs> he's all good vibes. He's all good vibes. And he, <laughs> and he makes free booze. <laughs> I just picture getting drunk with Jesus. He's like, I got it. I got, I got it. it. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think about that, too. Yeah. What would that be like? But, but I think it's true what you said. A lot of people have trauma around it, so then they like will distance themselves because of that. Um, but you know, like we were saying, like angels are present in many grimoires. You yeah. Know, there's, and I was reading a book that was saying Jesus. Some people think he was a magician that he was involved in magic, which I thought was kind of a cool take. I mean, he was so. definitely an alchemist. He turned water into wine. Like, let's just go there. Yeah. Raised the dead. Like, this this guy was working in some stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We had a guest a while ago, and he said that um, Mother Mary, um, he said she studied in where? I can't remember. I just lost it. We'll take that out. Never mind. Cancel. She's like, cancel but that. off the record, she, she allegedly studied it somewhere in Africa, like Egypt area or something. Like Kemet. Kemet, most likely. Um, I mean, it could have been Kabbalah, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that's how she taught him a lot of things. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and a lot of, like, ancient cultures, too, like, the magic was considered the women's place. Like, um... You see it in the Norse with the vulva, like, that is, that was women's territory. And in fact, um, Loki's even mocked for using magic. It's, it's seen as unmanly, um, which is really great, because in the Locust Honey, he's like, you guys want to, like, hate on me for using magic? What about Odin? He's shapeshifted into a woman, too. Like, how unmanly is that, you know? But yeah, it was, it was, it's usually seen as the purview of women. You see it in across Celtic, like the priestess was the important, the, you, you saw it in, um, probably not so much in, um, like ancient Rome and Greece simply because it was incredibly patriarchal. But I think if you like went further back, you would see the prep, the predominance of the female, um, deities and worship over the men. It, but then they, you know, kind of got Zeus banging everybody after a while. And yeah. The patriarchy took over, um, but you, you know you see the in in Egypt too. You see the women being very prevalent. You see it in Eastern um, traditions as well, um, among Hindu and um, traditions in China, traditions in Japan. You see like Amaterasu being a very prominent figure. You see uh, like Green Tara, um, mm-hmm. things like that. You you do see that feminine divine being very important their practice yeah it's interesting how like women like it's like we're really a part of you know spirituality we're you know honoring our womb like stuff like that like life and then all of a sudden it's like no it's very trivial i i have like issues like in modern society with how like we treat like women's bodies like how it's like you know debated in politics right (laughs) like but it's like crazy how could that not be seen as sacred and, um, like, you're not giving life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, like, and, like, um, you know, concepts of, like, being chosen by, like, like, say, God or something. Like, well, God has chosen a woman to birth, like, as that portal. Right. So it's interesting to me, like, how 
it could not, like, how it could be, like, the opposite that we see today. Exactly. Um, and again, patriarchy, what, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Since we brought up Loki, what led you to him? Like, how did... Yeah, it was your husband. You were <laughs> So, you know, I, I've been on the uh, alternative spirituality path for a while. And I was kind of looking at starting deity work, but I was kind of just didn't really know who, what, why, when, or where, or how. And I just started getting these very interesting signs. Um, and I was like, this could be, like, th- this feels like, sounds like Loki, like I was doing some research, but I was like, nah. Like, nah, it's not Loki, it's fine. I would find stuff like dead spiders in my clean folded laundry that I had literally just folded and was getting ready to put away, and I'd have it on my bed, and I'd be putting it away, and there'd be like a dead spider, and I'm like, was it like a big the, one? Yeah, th- I'm like, this feels like some Loki and bullshit right okay. now. Like, <laughs> like yeah. giant wolf spiders yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh. I, like, but I was like, no, maybe. I mean, but there's a lot of deities associated with spiders, yeah. so maybe not. And then I, um, about a week after the, the spider incident, I was, I was going to, I was sleeping. And mm-hmm. I got yanked into Astral. Mm-hmm. And he sets me on fire. <laughs> And walks through the flames oh and is like, do you hear me now? <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, got it. So would you say his presence is very boisterous? He's very, uh, it's very, theatrical. yes, it's very theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's very noisy. There was one time, this is in 2020, I was making chocolate chip cookies with my kids in the, in the kitchen. And we had just finished getting like the cookies, like panned up to put in the oven. And I hand them each, you know, a spoonful of cookie dough because, yeah, I'm not that person who's like, so vanilla. No, Mm -hmm. here, have your raw cookie dough. I don't care. Um, And the lights started flickering. And it was like he was throwing a temper tantrum because I didn't give him cookie dough. And I was like, (laughs) I was going to give you the first cookie out of the oven when it was cooked. And like, it just kept flickering. Like, no, I want, I want cookie dough. I was like, okay. I'm going to get ants. And then it was like another flicker. Like, that sounds like a you problem. Give me cookie dough. So I put cookie dough in a bowl and put it on his, uh, he, I have what's called the deity snack altar in my kitchen, okay. which is just my kitchen window behind the sink. So whenever I do food offerings, I usually put them there because I don't want to haul them up two flights of stairs to like mm-hmm. different altars and stuff or then forget about them and get ants. Mm-hmm. At least if they're in the kitchen, I will notice them when I'm doing the dishes yeah, and yeah, be able yeah. to alternate them as needed. So yeah, I put it on a snack bar and I was like, okay, here you go. And then just like the smuggest little light flicker. And, you know, my husband can vouch for this. He was in the room watching this whole conversation happen because I was, of course, speaking out loud like a crazy person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Having a full one-sided conversation (laughs) with the lights. Um, But yeah, you know, it's it's always been that kind of energy um, when he's around. It's always, there's a lot of sarcasm. Mm -hmm. Um, God, the times I've been to church, you know, with family or whatever for family events oh, <laughs> and it's just like you you can almost feel like the running monologue of everything like judging everything the whole time and you're just like dude it's it's fine we can just be bored for an hour it's okay like why are you here if you don't like it you can go play outside i don't know what to yeah. tell you <laughs> you got lots to do you know it's <laughs> so funny it's like I think like he can make you feel better though when you're down. Oh, like, 100%. a hundred percent. Like shake you out of that, like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, even if it's like 
a dark night that he might have caused right he might have had a hand in it but he's gonna actually help you get out of it too like that and that's like it very indicative of his lore too like it's always like all right so the norse gods had to do the thing because loki got bored and did a thing but then loki also fixed the thing Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like you guys like like, loki got bored and gave mjolnir to a giant and they're like dude and giant's like well i gotta marry freya and Loki's like, wait, I got this idea. Thor, drink this, and you're gonna wear this. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite. Like, like we're gonna go funny. get it. And he's like, and and for some reason, everybody sees that, and they're like, yeah, I totally could see Thor doing that. And he's like, you know, Loki's a shapeshifter. He works mm-hmm. magic. He could have turned Thor into yeah. looking like Freya, but no, that's not what they imply. They just imply that they put Thor in a freaking dress and threw a veil yeah. on him, and we're like, here, this is definitely yeah. Freya. <laughs> <laughs> Totally frayed. Yeah. We're so totally true. not lying. <laughs> Just put this veil over your face. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. No, nobody will know. What is it like? He starts like drinking like copious amounts and stuff, and look, he's trying to like. Oh, he's just excited. He's just it's like, fine. You know, he's just nervous. <laughs> That's funny. It's just Frey's just nervous. Don't worry about it. Eating yeah. like a man. Okay, one thing about Loki is I feel like his origins are muddled. Like I don't know. Like he, I was here different origins for him yeah so. he's got a couple different origin stories especially when you um argue into the fact that some people want to say he's um was it Lothar, uh who is one of the three that oh, dark okay. yeah okay um that create the world mm-hmm. from uh emir that's a possibility there's the lightning striking the tree heard, yeah. that's another possibility like he's got like 15 origin stories and yeah. it's like okay yeah, there's a whole bunch pick, of them. Pick one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, wouldn't he have that? Like, yeah, oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I feel like those origin stories are because, like, Loki was just, like, they're, like, sitting around, and they're like, so, Loki, what's what's your story? And he's like, all right, so, my mom's a tree, my dad was lightning. And they're like, okay, that tracks. Yeah. But then, like, he goes to a completely different group of people, and they're like, oh, yeah, I totally gave you guys your soul. Like, I'm the reason you have a soul. It's me. It's me. It's all me. And they're like, yeah, that tracks. (laughs) Everybody's like, sure, why not? Just, like, moving around. I heard this recently that I hadn't heard before, and I was wondering what your thoughts were. Girls talking about Loki. And she was saying that in the story, he was kidnapped and taken um, to, you know, Asgard. And I had never heard that he was kidnapped. I heard, or I've read in... You know, I'm familiar with the story of him being a blood brother with Odin and then kind of like going with him, but I didn't know. And that was the first time I'd heard it. So have you ever heard that? I haven't heard that one. I have, um, I did read uh, a fiction book Mm -hmm. recently that stars Loki and that actually was um, implied Mm -hmm. um, in that book. That's like the closest I've ever come to hearing that. Yeah, Um, I never heard that. And I've also heard... He has, he's the middle son in some lore, and he has two brothers, like, biological brothers. So I was curious if you've heard that story. I think what happens with these misinterpretations, this is something I was just reading in the Seeds of Yggdrasil, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the Norse, when they were retelling their tales the, mm-hmm. and telling their stories, they would name the gods by their attribute that they were using in that particular myth. So you would see Odin maybe being called the One-Eyed or the Wanderer or what have you. So I think what's happening, what we see with these kind of 
I don't know where this like person comes from or what who they're supposed to be. We would have known if we were ancient Norse because it was one of those things that you just it was culturally known. Okay. Um, that when you referred to Odin as a different name, that that was also Odin. Um, we've lost that because the oral tradition died uh, with that with you know the Christianization, and so we don't have that kind of cultural just knowledge mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so I think when you see that, like they could have all been Loki. And then they might have gotten, like, it might be people misinterpreting the myth that now Loki has three brothers because he's been called by different epithets. Um, now, he could have three brothers. Mm-hmm. We do not know. <laughs> um, because so little survived that wasn't Christianized and um, kind of changed to suit the narrative of the day that it was written. Um, we've lost a lot of that kind of just cultural mm-hmm. knowledge of what was going on at the time and how people really treated that. Okay. Um, so like for our listeners, can you tell them the difference? So you refer to yourself as a Lokian and what makes that different than say just like, Oh, I'm a Norse pagan or a Norse practitioner. Um, I, I, they're kind of one in the same. Um, I figure like anybody who works with a, Norse deity and tries to work within the constructs of what we know of Norse practices um, is a is a Norse pagan. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm particularly devoted to Loki, so it's kind of like um, like with my husband. He he follows the whole Celtic pantheon. He he mm-hmm. works within the Celtic um, belief structure, but on Morgan is his girl. Like that's that's the one that's his top mm-hmm. girl. So, like, where I would not be uncomfortable with working with Odin or Freya or Scotty or any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki's the one that I'm particularly devoted to and work mm-hmm. with very closely. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, it's gained a lot of popularity over um, out on the internet. I don't know, in general. Yeah, there's a lot. The years. I mean, probably have Tom Hiddleston to thank for that. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but, that might be silly, but do you think his likeness is um, like honoring Loki well? I think Tom Hiddleston did a really good job, and he really did his research okay. um, to kind of embody not just the comic book version of Loki, but to actually like take that lore to heart and utilize it. Um, but uh, I think there's also an influx of people... Uh, one of the Lokian groups I'm in on Facebook, somebody once put up something that's like, to be a Loki, like, Lokians, it's probably somebody on the LGBTQ spectrum, maybe with a little bit of autism <laughs> or ADHD. <laughs> you know, like, it's an ADHD rainbow wearing, you know, member of the community. And I'm like, that kind of tracks with most of the people I know who work with Loki. It's like, <laughs> like an energy, yeah. That's funny. Because he does, I think, like, Loki, like, I don't know, like, you feel like you're accepted, or, like, I don't, like, it's like, you're not perfect, and it's okay, in certain regards, not, um, LGBT is perfect, <laughs> just because, yeah. like, I don't want anybody to get confused yeah. by that, what I'm no saying. Confusion. But no confusion. But it's like, no, perfect. how you are is fine. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. How articulate. you are is perfect the way you are. Yeah. 
And I think there's a lot of people in that community that need that validation mm-hmm. because their families rejected them, their friends have rejected them, their church has rejected them. And here's Loki going like, dude, I think you're fine. Now that other person over there, they're a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like you're fine. Like, yeah. like kind of, if you feel like an outsider, he can make you step into your own power and realize that is there is strength in being who you are period and i think with him also being a shapeshifter people who are like say transgender mm-hmm. or um gender fluid really kind of latch on to that because yeah. they can relate to that like wanting to kind of shapeshift mm-hmm. um so i think that actually comforts them as well so now um does he show himself as lady loki to you ever sometimes but it's he's usually mostly just like this weird scrawny like kind of remind me of some of the guys I went like I was friends with in college who were just like weird scrawny hippies that would always just show up with like a bag of chips and like (laughs) holes in their pants and you're like dude what are you doing like why are you here when did you get in here (laughs) and they've been there for three days and you're like how did I not notice this (laughs) (laughs) yeah I only had one incident with with the lady Loki um, where somebody had mentioned you have a lot of, like, ma- male, like, energy. And a lot of, like, spirits around, like, well, they're kind of, like, queer. They're not necessarily, like, male, like, all the way. Or right. And, but Loki's, like, there during the conversation. They don't know that, but he's, like, there. And he, like, goes, I mean, I can be Lady Loki if it'll make like, you feel better. If you really better. want, like. like <laughs> if, you, if that's what we want. <laughs> and then I just kind of was, like, what, I just kind of, like, let it go. Because I felt like he was just, like, this is irrelevant. Like, why are yeah. we talking about this? It, like, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Like, most of the time it's, like, if I even get a physical form, most of the time it's just, like, sh- a shit ton of energy. And you're just, mm-hmm. like, dude, stop and give me back my Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like he has a serious side. Very too. much so. Um. Um, I know we've called on him in a couple ritual situations that required some heavy lifting. And I mean, yes, Loki is kind. He can be fun. He can be kinetic and energetic. He's also the world ender. Mm-hmm. He is also responsible for Ragnarok. If you've seen world breaker Loki, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, I kind of had, like, a little, like, what well, it's all fun and games, but then it's like, we need to get to business, like, why I'm, like, here, or whatever, and then I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, when it gets serious, you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're like, oh, I, I didn't mean like that, I thought. <laughs> yeah, when you've been slacking on your studies, and he just shows up and is like, mm-hmm. we're doing this. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, we've called him on, on him in some ritual situations as well, and he has showed up as world breaker, and my husband's seen him, mm. he's just like only more terrifying thing than Loki as world breaker was my queen with Sekhmet oh. in panther form winding <laughs> through her legs. And I'm like, oh my gosh. yeah, that was, that was a fun day. Did you experience that? Were you there whenever? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes like the rise in Loki's popularity, because there's other gods that kind of have that energy that are, people are drawn to right now. And I can't help but wonder if it's because we're, there's a desire to change the world. You know, perhaps. with, and within North, Norse mythology, like Ragnarok wasn't the end. No, no. It was just the end of a cycle and the start of a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what we're seeing, I mean, look around the world today, like it, it's a clusterfuck. Oh yeah. Um, so we might be experiencing a world breaking situation where things need to be broken and rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, you know, kind of wipe the slate a little bit. Uh, I believe 100% that's what we're dealing with. So it makes no, like, it surprises me 0% to be seeing a rise of these kind of more, you're seeing a rise of chthonic deities, you're seeing a rise of war deities, you're seeing a rise of chaos deities. Mm -hmm. um, because that's what we're experiencing. Mm. Um, uh, one of our, our candle maker, he's always like, he's been saying for a couple years now, he's like, you know, the soft, fluffy deities had their chance. Like, it's time for the big girls club to come in. And <laughs> I love that. The big, yeah, yeah, we're going to use that. Like, like, the big really girls good, club yeah. has, has signed on, and now they're going to fix shit. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so interesting. I mean, because I, I don't know, like, they'll poo-poo, like, oh, of course you, you know, work with this. And there's a reason for everything. Like, it's not... Right. I don't think there's a major reason why yeah. they're all forward. Like, right fully mm -hmm. well and you know especially with like being a lokian like you're not welcome in a lot of the um norse uh spaces mm -hmm. um people try to be like well there's no evidence that he was ever worshipped and like well there's no evidence that like half of them were ever like worshipped mm -hmm. the way you guys think mm -hmm. it is yeah. i always call it like the brosatru yeah. um <laughs> yeah who all like you know or like thor looks like chris hemsworth and you know beefy men is what vikings are for some reason there's this group of friends that we have and we're all together and we decide to start you know doing whatever thor likes to like come around and i don't know if it's because we're like eating a lot and then we start eating a lot which is yeah, funny we feast yeah we <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden everybody's eating and drinking too much oh yeah oh, no, definitely that is exactly how it goes i'm like i'll pull the rune i'm like Guys, it's city size again. And then we're like, here we go. It, it, it's kind of like big golden retriever energy, but yeah. like the golden retriever that just got into the trash can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like one of us in the group that, that he's, he's just particularly attached yes. to. Or if it's just the group. The group. But it is like almost a guarantee now. Like we're together. And it's gotten to the point now where we'll just, because I have a um, Norse deck and I have um, like my runes and stuff and. Like, I'll pull it, and it'll, it'll be Thor's card, or it'll be... And then we'll just get continued. Like, my friend does tarot, and he'll pull out the tarot that, like, corresponds to him. And I'm like, okay, so now we've gotten used to it. So we, like, affectionately call him Big Daddy Thor. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, like, he doesn't look like right. that. And I would say that Loki thinks that is, like, the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, any time you can, like, tweak the nose of literally anybody... Mm -hmm. Loki's like here for it. Yeah, so that's what we call him whenever he comes around. But like on your point, like it isn't exactly we don't we don't know it's reconstructed. Yeah, one and I, I like who are you to say how somebody's spiritual experience should be? Yeah, aren't um, those groups people utilizing the Norse pantheon in a negative way? Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of groups that do that. Uh, and anytime I hear somebody go like, I'm an Odinist, I'm like, oh, you're going to go over there now. Like, yeah. we're not talking anymore. <laughs> yeah, I like learning that, um, like, certain words. I was telling her, like, if you open a book, there's certain words. Yeah, there's some key words that you're just like, yeah. nope. <laughs> yeah, I had that issue recently. Because um, I don't talk about liking the rooms and stuff. Like, you're, this is the first time on the podcast I'm speaking about it and about Loki. And you're the first, like, person I've met. Not, that, like, there are a lot of Lothians and stuff, but the yeah. first person I've talked to, because I don't get on any of those groups or anything like that. Right, and, and that's the thing, like, a lot of, um, we'll say, pagan spaces in general can get really toxic really mm -hmm. fast, because there's always, like, some Papa Smurf type 
that wants to act like they run everything and that their experience is the only authentic one and you just gotta be like, alright, I'm done here. Like, I've yeah. been in a couple spaces like that where, like, at some point you're just like, no, I'm done. Like, you're starting to invalidate literally, like, everybody in the group, so I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, for somebody who is feeling called to, like, Norse paganism, but not the, like, side that is soft, like, scary. Right. What is your recommendation for getting into it? Like, do you have any recommended authors, by chance, like, offhand? Um... Or yeah. authors to avoid in particular. Um, a hundred percent avoid Raven Caldara. He is, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you need to know, just Google problems with Raven Caldara, and it's it's a problem. Um, I do really like. I, I'm working I, for Lokians. Um, I do like Dago Lobston. They have Trickster and Transformer, and there's another one that I'm forgetting the title of right now, um, but. They're really uh, a decent source for Lokian um, information. Uh, always, you can always go to the Eddas, the prose and the poetic Eddas. Like, always, anytime you're looking into any kind of pagan path, go to the lore. Go find the lore. And find it as old as you can. Like, get it as close to the, the source material as you can. You don't want to be um, looking up Greek and Roman mythology in a, like, classical mythology book that you got at half price books like I did um, and I open it up and there's like um, myths written by like John Steinbeck and I'm like why <laughs> I'm very oh, confused yeah. by this yeah. <laughs> you know I, like very well written good stories mm-hmm. but like that's not source material um, and then there's um, by Maria Kvilhaug um, she is a student like, this this thing is written like a textbook on Norse mythology. She explains, like, where a lot of the things come from. Uh, this is where I was talking about, like, how they would um, discuss, like, how they would name the characters mm. in or the gods in different epithets. As you can see, I have made it 60 pages. Yay, that's a lot further than I thought. Um. <laughs> you have to, like, take it in. I have a book like And as you can that, see, yeah. like, it's... <laughs> It's all highlighted. Um, there's a lot of really great information, but it, it, it reads like a textbook. Really? She get a picture. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a great book, um, and it's very very thorough. Um, so yeah, I would definitely start there. And again, with like the Eddas is always a good mm. good starting point. So no. I know earlier yeah. we said that um, you told the story about how you will flick your lights. Like, what other ways is try to get your attention? Like. Um, when it comes to you, like, do you, is it a different voice or is it just, like, normal? Um, well, I'm clairsentient, so a lot mm-hmm. of it is just kind of it being experienced internally or mm-hmm. um, sometimes it will be stuff like light fl- lights flickering, um, different animal sightings mm-hmm. um, or lack of animal sightings. Like, mm-hmm. if the spiders stay in the basement and don't come into my house, <laughs> maybe I'm... Maybe we're in a good place. Um, yeah. uh, things like that. Uh, sometimes it's just messages from like spirit that I'm just like, oh, I gotta pay attention to that. I get physical sensations, okay. especially when it, um, when there's deity energy around. It usually just resolves in like pressure right on the top of my head, um, and that's when I kind of know I need to start paying attention to what's going on. Like somebody's okay. trying to get my attention. Okay. Okay. 
Um, every once in a while, I do get a, like a flash of clear audience, but that's usually when um, Loki and Apollo are trying to fuck with me. <laughs> I can't yeah, handle that. Apollo. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about yeah. Apollo because I feel like he'll be disappointed in me if I don't. <laughs> Like, you oh, talk about him, but not me. <laughs> like, you talking about Loki at all for Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I will say, like, the trio that I have going on, like, the Hermes, the Loki, party gang, the party, the party gang. gang. Crew, yeah. They, like, take their turns being divas. If I, like, oh my god, such a diva. Like, there's a reason the Apollo statue we have at the shop right now is, like, Apollo riding a freaking swan. Like, he's just so <laughs> extra. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was so... I didn't do it on pur- purpose. Like, I just... It started, I, like, would be like, oh, this is pretty, I like this. And I, like, start, like, making a little pile of, like, pretty things. And then I start noticing they were all kind of, like, the same energy. And then, then I realized, oh, my goodness, this is, like, a... Like, I have, like, an altar here. Right? It's <laughs> like, this looks very similar to an altar. <laughs> yeah, and that's how, like, I started, like, learning. But I learned that through... I, every spirit that I feel like I've entertained, I, like, learned something from on my, like, path. And that can reflect back and go, this is what this taught me, this is what this one taught me. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was, like, one of the first, like, because I never thought I would get into, like, deity stuff. Yeah. And he was, like, the first one that was very, like, loud and, like, here I am. And that's, I'm like, this looks like it's all gold. And, like, <laughs> like I wore a laurel crown for Halloween. And <laughs> I was, like, it was a gods and goddess It was party. a gods and goddess Fair, party. but, I mean. <laughs> I was, like, it just feels right having this here. And um, in that same time period, I was, like, getting a tattoo, and we had, um, I had two options. I had this, like, really pretty sun. I don't know why I picked it. It's a sun rise and rays coming off of it. And then I had um, this, like, herbal, like, looking one. And so I get there, and he's like, you only sent me one. And I'm like, no, I definitely sent you two. And he's like, no, I just have one. And then... Apollo's like, you're you're getting this one. This is the one. That's the one. It's on me. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is like our introductions, you know? And so since that day, though, I'm not... I haven't bought this stuff. I just... He has... So my favorite painting, I love art, like, is um, one of my favorites, Gustav uh, Klimt's The Kiss. And everybody knows it, but I always yeah. liked it. And it's, like, huge. My mom gave it to me, and it's sitting in front of, like, where I keep all my, like, magic stuff, just, like, big on the wall. And so I'm listening to an art history thing about it. And they're like, yeah, some people think it's Apollo and Daphne. And I'm like, okay. And then I get gifted a big, huge bust of them, and it's sitting right there. And so he's, like, designed this, like, sacred space. <laughs> It's just massive. It's just growing. Right. And then I, like, love it. But, um, yeah, he's pretty, he's, like, interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, when when I first got introduced to Apollo, I was sleeping. I, it always happens when I'm sleeping. I sleep a lot. Okay, guys? I have yeah. kids. I'm <laughs> tired. Well, you astral travel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you lucid dream? Yes. And that, I, that's, I imagine that's why the deities do communicate. Because it's you. very easy. It's like, yeah. oh, we can just, like, go and talk. But no, this was actually in real time. Like, I'm sleeping, minding my own business, and all of a sudden I hear, "Ho!" Oh! And then laughter in the corner of the room, which that was Loki. Mm-hmm. Wake up, bolt upright. Again, I'm getting, like, the the deity pressure on the top of my head. Looking around, there's nobody in the room. I'm just like, the fuck just happened? And I just went back to sleep. And I was like, whatever y'all are up to, like, mm-hmm. it's 3 a.m., we're done here. <laughs> already in your life. Yeah. So you, met Apollo, so you met Apollo after. Yeah, I have only um, been working with Apollo for about a year now. 
But then, like, I, like you said, like, all of a sudden, like, random things started happening. Like, I was like, well, I'm going to put out, um, I'm going to put out, you know, an offering for whoever that was last night and see if they actually want to talk instead of just being a pain in the ass at 3 a.m. like a cat. Um, I pulled out this glass from my cabinet that I honestly didn't even know I had or where it came from. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, like, really bowl-shaped chalice, and it's got sunflowers all over it. Okay. Yeah. And it's just a glass... You know, clear glass, but it's got sunflowers patterned all around it. I'm like, okay, this is a little sus, but we're just going to go put it over there. (laughs) It's going on the snack bar. Um. (laughs) He's like, I want this chalice, like, in my dream space. And he's like, you're going to get this. You're going to get this. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And And then. (laughs) I'm like, whatever. I'm not buying. Like, I don't know what you're referring to. I'll find this. And so my grandmother, we're going our grandparents had passed away around this time period and we're going through her estate and then sitting in the down in the basement is this thing I had a dream of that he was like mine and literally so, in a basement yeah. like, and it has like hidden. laurel leaves down the bottom and it's like gold and, it has, like, and you're like oh my god and I was like okay I got it you're like Let's okay understood <laughs> yeah you know and like my father-in-law gifted me for Christmas and it was like um I think it was his mother's and it's this giant amber necklace in a sun. Mm. Like, it's this big amber pendant in a sun. Wow. Like, it's set wow. in a, like, gold sun. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you wear this now. <laughs> and, um, I, like, at the time I was trying to teach my daughter to play the ukulele because my brother, as, is his penchant for her birthday in May had given her a really nice Epiphone ukulele for, Chris, for her birthday. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing something with music. And all of a sudden, I'm getting all this sun and sunflower <laughs> imagery. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And my friend, um, one of my friends who's, who uh, lives across the stage, also works with Apollo. So I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out yeah. some things for you, and you're going to tell me if this tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I love hearing, like hearing these stories because i like whenever there's like the synchronicity like there's a similarity like in that but you had a chalice like you can't get it he is legit a chalice and i have it and it's there it's only on happy i guess with that yeah and now i like so i have the chalice at the house and then i have um i have a totoro coffee mug that i got at um the asian market uh in uh in the north hills and i was just like there and it's one of these nice it has a lid on it i was like oh this is perfect for like taking the store i can put the lid on it and i don't knock it over or whatever and now that we share that when i have coffee or tea it's like all right apollo come share with me it's got an orange totoro on it and we're just gonna be that extra today it's showing you how easy it is to work with deities and you can integrate it into your normal life it doesn't have to necessarily be so ceremonial mm-hmm. yeah um depending on the deity but. depending on the deity because <laughs> like my husband is far more ceremonial with his um practice and his offerings than i am but i work with a raccoon he works with <laughs> you know a lady raven <laughs> goddess so <laughs> i mean <laughs> pretty sure pretty sure pretty sure if like raccoons existed in scandinavia that would be the animal for loki like 
But he picks his stuff, I feel like, too. He'll yeah. be like, I kind of want this. A hundred percent trash panda is <laughs> the vibe. I laughing at that. <laughs> she, she has a lady raven goddess. I work He's with like, a raccoon. <laughs> Fierce. Well, no, I think Apollo, though, is particular about, so like, purification, like, wants things kind of clean, I've noticed. Yeah, he gets really kind of grumpy when I don't dust. Um. Yeah, that's why, like, I have to, like, clean up his thing and like the uh, lots and the outfit work mm-hmm. I'm learning um, it's like the Delphi thing with him just like quick terms but so wait, um, okay this is a side note yeah. so Lokians yeah. and Apollyans is that what you call it all have thirst for knowledge it seems like you do, do as well like yeah. severely like, yeah I think I think curiosity is like 100% yeah. necessary when working yeah. with them yeah uh, I think Apollo is I think the knowledge falls under yeah um, 100% is. does I mean he's he's also in charge of all the muses so literally anything that's artistic yeah, yeah. sciences okay i'm sorry sciences. i had to i'm like i'm like <laughs> huge, huge book <laughs> my, like, my 600 page of stuff yeah. like you're automatic yeah. you have a beautiful bookcase full of books i'm like yeah like, you do, you're very knowledgeable on a lot yeah that's one thing i admire like speaking with you the past couple times like you just know a lot and it's you're very like grounded and you, you just i don't know like we're talking to you and you'll say things that were like whoa like inside <laughs> so, and you're just like you and your husband yeah like, both of you are like that like you just yeah. have like this these facts and then <coughs> like, <Excuse> like <coughs> we're, it's like really nice you know it's really nice I and mean, you but you, like it's awesome you guys are both amazing like i don't know but you'll say very nonchalantly like oh yeah and this and then me and her like oh my god oh my like god, in our what? heads we're like whoa <laughs> <laughs> like, what one of our friends is like at one point because I was helping her put together a ritual and I was like, oh, hey, we didn't have something that she needed. Um, and I was like, well, why don't you try subbing in Whorehound for that? Because mm. they have similar properties. I think this might work. She's like, the turnaround for the spell, she does it very regularly. It was usually around three months. Um, and it dropped it down to two. And after that, she was like, you are the knower of things now. <laughs> <laughs> So she'd bring friends in and be like, this is Jess, she's the knower of things. And I'm like, can you please stop giving me expectations to live up to? Yeah, I feel that, though. Like, I, I feel that with you. Like, yeah, like if I had sure. any kind of, like, question, I feel like I'd just beeline it to your husband. So like, I was saying, hey, guys. in Patrick's podcast, yeah. I was like, if you had any questions in the Pittsburgh area, <laughs> come to Like, you know somebody who will be really good at it. Yeah, like, if I don't write. know it, I know somebody who does, yeah. or I know a book you can find yeah. it in. Or- <laughs> It's like really refreshing, especially in like the metaphysical communities and like the metaphysical stores. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people get kind of hung up in their own ego, or yes, um, and maybe not even necessarily their own ego, but necessarily thinking that if they don't have the answer, people are going to think they're complete and total frauds. Um, just because I don't know everything doesn't mean I'm a fraud. It means I don't know everything because I'm a human being that is still learning, like mm-hmm. fucking everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I don't know. I'll help you find somebody who does. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I remember we were talking the last time we were here. Um, you both were saying that you want to make sure you're familiar with the practices that you're selling goods for, which I think is also really awesome. And you, so you have all this knowledge. Even though you don't, like, practice it, you can help somebody out with it. which is And it's a respect. It's yeah, a it's like this level of respect that's really, like, cool. I just don't feel comfortable selling something I don't know what to do with. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me. Because then I feel like I'm 
treading into the realm of snake oil. And it's so hard to be taken seriously in this community anyway. Like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person that pretends to know what they're doing. Everything I do is researched. Um, everything I put out there is researched, which is why sometimes it might take a while before I start adding new items to the list because I want to know what I'm getting in. I want to know what I'm making. I want to know how to make it. I want to know how to make it properly for that tradition, like with my oils and things like that. We were almost open a year before I got those on the shelf. Granted, they do take me like six to eight weeks to make. <laughs> well, I can, uh, I, can <laughs> I can confirm that the oils do work. <laughs> we'll so. check back in. <laughs> Maybe we should do the passion oil next time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Especially the work. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, um, you know, we have deity candles that I have researched. Every every one of our candles that are made in-house have herbs and crystals. um, And the scent is all specifically formulated for that intention. So, you know, if it's the money candle, it's got pyrite, it's got cinnamon in it. You know, like, it's designed for prosperity. If it's the Loki candle... Um, also cinnamon scented but it's got dragon's blood and it's got hematite it, these are things that are associated um, within his lore uh, everybody is researched every deity has their own little spin on something um, right down to what scent I put in the candle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know like especially with like the deity yeah. candles like you're you're People are buying these for their altars. They're buying these to worship. So I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to make sure I have all the information so that they can worship the best they can. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think you both are awesome too. <laughs> yeah, both of you. Like God, it's like amazing. And we just came in here one day randomly, and, now we're like, <laughs> and it was we just like, like best magic yeah. shop. Like, yeah. You know, kind of asking me on our podcast. And yeah. stuff. <laughs> so, cool. so, um, we were talking about like Apollo and Loki. So, why do you think Apollo showed up in your life? Um. Well. Honestly, I'm not certain that Paulo hasn't always kind of been in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been really curious. I've always had a thirst for knowledge. So I, you know, check that box. I have always been in music. Mm-hmm. I've been, I mean, my mom has VHS tapes. Yes, that dates me. Um, of when I was like in kindergarten singing for the talent show at her school. You know, like, yeah. I have, a, I have a bachelor's in music. <laughs> So it's one of those things that, like, it, it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> how sure. I felt, too. Yeah. Like, I, I remember thinking, like, oh, I think he might have just been around. And I feel like, um, you feel it's the influence of the muses sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think also with him comes other, <laughs> like, spirits I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, because well, I feel like, okay, he's a twin. So yeah. if you're going to work with one twin, you'll probably have the other one pop in. And I do feel like Artemis does pop mm-hmm. in once in a while, but not to, like, necessarily actively work. Just be like, is my brother behaving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like dynamic a lot. I think it's really it, it, There's definitely, like, big yeah. sis energy. Yeah. You know, it's just like, this guy. This guy right here. Yeah. And I like the, um, like, in lore, like, one thing I admire about him is he uh, is very protective of those he loves. Very. And that does include practitioners, which I think is... Like, if you, um, you know, there's different stories of him helping them out and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, 
holding Val Paula. <laughs> right. I, I feel like Hermes is known to come around. Like, we talked about him before. Yeah. Um, and again, I, because there's a lot of back and forth between mm-hmm. Apollo and Hermes. Like, yeah. Which makes the, sense. The, yeah. the liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and the cattle. Like, yeah. I was just listening to that him actually. And oh, yeah, I was, tell, I was telling her, I was like, it's funny on its own. Like, you don't yeah. have, like, all these modern renditions of some of these things. Like, this, you can just listen to it or read it straight out and, yeah. like, crack up. Like, it's so, like, funny. <laughs> Hermes got bored and just decided to steal a herd of cows from Apollo. Yeah. And Apollo's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. He looks like a baby. <laughs> right? And, and he's like, I'm so cute. Yeah. Here's an instrument. And Apollo's like, all right, fine. Yeah. yeah. It's a sweet instrument. <laughs> There's one part where he's like... Why are you bothering me still? And Apollo's like, I know you took this from me. Like, Why are you still here? Yeah. I love you. God yeah. damn it. So, like, I feel like I'm getting that, like, influence. So I'm like, great, I have another trickster. Like, right. They're both, but it's, they're different. And sometimes. Well, and I think, especially with um, Hermes' job as a psychopomp, he mm-hmm. does take things a little, like, seriously in a different way than, like, Loki necessarily would. Yeah, I, like, learned from that, I'm, like, Hermes is very new, but he's connecting me with a lot of people, and to the point where one of his practitioners, who has my same name, <laughs> I met her. Yeah, this story's wild. It's so, it's I, wild. yeah, I'll tell you, I don't know if I told you this story before, so, um, so I started doing Apollo's divination stuff, and I found out that Hermes is involved in it as well, because, like, if you need a quick divination with the lots, you'd ask Hermes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gives information, and then um, Apollo would want more ceremony. So he, that's one thing he takes very seriously is how you do your oracle. And like, yeah, so I try to make sure I'm like. It's real mad when I'm just like, here's my deck, and I'm going to sit on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, oh, come on now. Like, this is ridiculous. But like, um, so I like was reading about him, and I start having like weird Hermes, like pop in. I'm like, I think it might be Hermes, and then pop out, and like, I'll get like all this information. I'm, I'm learning now that's how he kind of rolls. He'll be like, Here's information. Gotta go. Info dump. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's how it's like, practitioners. So I'm like, go to Renaissance Fair. And because I like wanted to be an elf. And I, mean, I, I love going to Renaissance Fair. We go every year. Yeah. I was very passionate. <laughs> Next year, I'm really taking it up a notch. But like, I'm like, I didn't <laughs> want to wear a corset this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, too hot. Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, I, like, I had like a summer dress on, but like, I. That I like redid it and I have like tool now. Nice. Mega elf. I want to have like hand out flowers and like. <laughs> it's always extra. Yeah. Okay. It's it's fine. Fine. But uh, yeah, so we walk by and I'm like, I want to get a reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to get a reading. I'm like, I, I just feel like I need to get a reading right now. And our friends are like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I want to get this reading. And so I go in. There's like a raven sitting next to her and stuff. And she's like, okay, I'm seeing you are learning something new, and then there's two, and you're really focused on the one, but it looks like you need to switch to the other one. And she's like, do you know what this is about? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been doing, like, the runes, like, really intense, like, and, and, and I'm, but I'm also trying to learn the alphabet, so it's, like, two different alphabets, but I'm trying to learn the other one. She's like, well, it looks like, you know, you need to, like, focus on one a little bit more than the other right now. And she was like, I'm thinking it might be the alphabet. And then we start talking. She's like, what is this alphabet you're talking about? And I go, oh, well, it's like the lots and everything. And then she's like, no way. She's like, I do that too. You're the first person I met who's like doing that. And I'm like, yeah, it's really weird. And she, I was like, yeah, it's strange. She's like, I'm, um, yeah, this is kind of different. But like Hermes, are you? I'm like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, Hermes has been coming around. And she's like, no, he definitely wants you to like work like, on this. Do this thing yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> and I need to take your phone number. And, like, we're we're going to talk now. about this. <laughs> yeah. And so like, 
like we, you know, we exchanged numbers and turns out she has like a BA in like Greek studies and stuff. Oh, cool. And she's like, really what, a, what a useful, uh, <laughs> useful resource too. Yeah. Yeah. But she's just like Hermes. She gives me info. Like, and info dump by. <laughs> and we're supposed to do like um, study together once a week at some point, probably like. But I felt like he's like connecting me like with people who like even like you are kind of weird because like Loki and Apollo. And right. Just like, hey, look. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm making you friends, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're in hermit mode. You like to stay home and just like read your books and draw pictures. But it, that's kind of me too. Yeah. I do my cross stitch. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like he like is forcing me to be like social. Like here's another example. So tomorrow, <laughs> I like, and it's and I know it's Hermes, you know, because it's loud about yeah. it. But I um, had woke up yesterday. It was a yeah yesterday, yesterday. I woke up and I had this like notification on my phone, and it goes, "You have a two chats for you in this like group that I don't partake in at all. It's like a witch group that I'm not. I don't actively engage in this." at all. I'm like, who's trying to, like, talk to me? And so I, like, click it open, and it's an invitation to two chat rooms, and one is Loki's and one is Hermes. And it was sent at 420, by the way. Of course it was. Of course (laughs) it was. so I'm like, what in the world? And then um, Hermes says now at the bottom, like, it's like another thing was sent. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a Hermes day. And I feel like Loki's like, do it. (laughs) We should do it at 420. (laughs) Yeah, 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 like like a hype man or something. So I'm like, okay, um, it's going to be Hermes day. So all day I'm like, I listen to his, like, him or his, like, what is it? The um, Homeric hymn. And I was just kind of have learning is what I'm, I'm in learning phase. So, um, then later that evening, my best friend's like, hey, like, what are you doing on Sunday? And I go, um, probably, my sister's turning 21 and we're taking her out. So I said, I'm going to be nursing a hangover. (laughs) And he goes, well, I was wondering if you want to go see Hadestown with me. And I'm like, what? He's like, Hermie's like the main character in it. And I thought, like, I had to invite you. And he said, it's crazy. I got these tickets for free and it's front row. And I was like... I'm like, okay, Hermes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna, but it gets better. The The play is about, so it takes place, obviously, Hades, but it's um, Orpheus and um, Rydius. So, like... Fun, though. It's Apollo's child, or a rumored kid. So I'm yeah. like, you guys. Like, oh, yeah, 100% <laughs> his kid. Yeah, I thought so, too, but I know people, like, debate about Oh, yeah, it. everybody wants to debate about everything. I don't yeah. care. I, I can have my UPG. You can have yours. <laughs> I the li- liar, you know, gifted yeah. from Apollo. Why would Apollo do that? Yeah, why is he giving up his favorite, his yeah. favorite instrument to you know random mortal? Yeah, and then the muses raised him. So yeah. and Apollo loves his muses. So like, it just seems like it's bright, like you know, but way too many dots connect. Yeah. So I was just like, I was just listening to uh, that story, and the guy was talking about how it's supposed to help people not give up. So. Before you know, he turns around, he's almost at the end, and if he just would have not turned around, she would be with him. And I was like, wow, it's so inspiring. I never, like, thought about it that way. And then, like, later in the myth, a bunch of Dionysus, like, worshippers murder him. But, you know, I, you just know. like... But don't give good. up. It's fine. Yeah, don't give up. But I was like, I just listened to you know, He might not have been around the, what is it, main ads, mm-hmm. if he hadn't turned around. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's like, oh, his wife it, it, It's a that. chain reaction. <laughs> yeah. He would have just gone home with this girl, had some babies, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah. yeah. And then like, and then obviously like the whole like Hades, it's, Hades is supposed to be like what the pitiless, but then that shows like 
the story also shows a different side of like Hades and Persephone. Well, yeah, because like Orpheus really does appeal to their mm-hmm. like like you loved Persephone so much that you would not live without her. Yeah, I feel the same way about my wife. Like he was appealing to that yeah. part of them. Like you love her this much. That's how much I love my girl. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Hades is as pitiless as they wanted. Yeah. I mean, we have to deal in death. It doesn't mean you want to. It's just part of life. Ooh. It doesn't mean you're a dick. It just means you've got a lot of people that come crying to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like, release them. It was like, dude, I didn't kill them. I just collected them. <laughs> like, just my I'm just the holding cell. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, doing my thing. Like, come on now. So, yeah, I don't know. So that was like, Thanks, Hermes, for that. That's like watch you <laughs> be a star, right? That's cool though. That'll be fun. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited actually. Cause I've I heard think. About oh, it. No, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think it's crazy. It's already been an hour, yeah, and it's like it's felt like it flew by. Yeah, like, no, on that. And I've seen literally like countless amounts of angel numbers. I keep like looking. I've saw two 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 one 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 four 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 fifty eight fifty eight. Like yeah. I've been seeing like the whole time we're doing your interview. But that's one thing I like, um, so whenever I had my experience with Loki, I thought it was like, why him? Like I was so confused because it was so like out of left field. Yeah. And like, I didn't think I would be like somebody that like would want to like be around <laughs> and it's so weird when that happens too with gods because you definitely get like huge imposter syndrome you're like why the, why me like i'm i'm boring like i don't know what you want from me like what yeah. what are we doing here i'm confused yeah <laughs> and i'm very like um lean very much in like to do list, very organized very structured like with things and but that's what i need to learn like for growth but you you're know. learning how to not do that way. Yeah, like how to like... You need to learn how to zigzag once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just feel like, because, you know, he came to me pre-Panda Express, mm-hmm. um, obviously, because it's been a couple years, and I was always like, I feel like I'm supposed to be preparing something, but I have no mm-hmm. fucking clue what. And then 2020 happened, and I'm like, ah, oh, this makes sense. Uh, <laughs> like, wow. okay, this tracks. I see it now. <laughs> wow, that's, that's cool. So, within, um, so we brought Loki again, and- do you, um, how, like, what kind of stuff does he help you with, um, in regards to, like, magical practice? Do you do practice the runes, or, um... I haven't practiced the runes. I'm a bad Norse pagan. Um, I have a beautiful set of driftwood runes that I mm-hmm. bought, um, from, uh, a very lovely woman down in Myrtle Beach. Um, but I, I haven't really delved into them too much. Yeah. I've been kind of mostly focusing on, um my tarot reading more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't really uh, delved too far into the rooms. I think mostly what Loki has been assisting me with is my actual practice, mm-hmm. uh, my magical practice. Um, kind of teaching me energy working and such. Like I did do uh, get a level one Reiki, but it was from a um, kind of shady practitioner and they left a lot of weird energetic hooks mm-hmm. uh, in after my attunements and like Loki helped me kind of feel those out (laughs) yeah um and kind of figure out like a little bit more into like how to actually work with the energy feel the energy around me and within me so that's been a big um that's been a big part of what we've done together 
because honestly, because he's so loud, it's actually really easy for him to kind of guide when you start in energy work. Um, so it's been really helpful for that. Um, other than that, you know, there's always like inner child work that you need to work. Like if you're working with like a trickster God, you probably have an inner child issue Mm -hmm. that you need to work on shadow work, you know, things like that. It's like, oh, we get to do a locusena this month, I see. Like, we're, we're going to sit there and examine all the shitty parts of me today. Um, so a lot of that does come into play. Um, so I think that's kind of mostly what we kind of work on. Yeah, I can see that. I, I really resonate when you said that he's so loud. I think that he helped me understand my, like, um, Claire stuff a little bit better because yeah. I could like tell it was him <laughs> versus like right other can, because his energy is so unique it's yeah. just like okay I know that's Loki here today yeah. like right now like I I've never been confused if Loki's he'll remind or not. you if you are <laughs> you'll like have um like whenever I was like getting into it it was um Loki everywhere like my social media like literally everything right was inundated with. Him and, uh, and he'll just like randomly knock stuff over on the altar yeah. over there. Like, <laughs> I have this mirror that says, like, if I wanted um, rules, I'd go back to church. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. I'm like on a mirror, and it's like that thing falls down all the time. Like, usually when I'm getting a little too dogmatic, he's yeah. like, yo. <laughs> That's so cool. And I love this, um, the Be More Loki book that I got. Um, I got that at a comic book store in the kids' mm-hmm. section, but it reads like an Oracle deck. It's insane. So, like, I will literally just use a random number generator and then flip to the page. I love that. Yeah, Uh, I did, too. (laughs) I kind of just picked it up as a joke, and it's definitely, like, Marvel-based. But you'll, like, just crack open the book, and it'll be like, uh, tell people what they want to hear. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll have a quote from, like, the movie. I ask one thing in return, a front seat to watch Earth burn. Oh my god. And it's talking about in, um, I think, Ragnarok? No, uh, Dark World. Where he's trying to tell the Dark Elf, um, oh no, I just, I'm here because I just want to watch the world burn. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to, I just want a front row seat. Yeah. To eventually later, like, stab him in the back. Mm. But he, he want, like, he knew that that would be the thing that would trigger the Dark Elf into Mm -hmm. allowing him to stay long enough to betray him. Uh, so tell people what they want to hear <laughs> at this moment so that you have time to get your plane in order. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of neat how it just kind of reads yeah, like really an Oracle deck. Yeah, <laughs> it's also very, cause we're talking to like the public and he's like, tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like it'll take you on a journey. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what that was. But that's uh, so cool. Same girl that I was telling you about who had mentioned her, um, him being like kidnapped and stuff. She was talking about how, like, look, like what I mentioned before that he really helps people who feel like they're not supposed to be somewhere or like some, there's something like wrong with you or something that isn't societal, like society doesn't accept it. Yeah. And he'll help you like kind of get comfortable in your own skin, which I think is really like cool. Um, a cool aspect of yeah definitely um because if anybody's like a fake it till you make it kind of confidence booster like that's definitely low-key it's like mm-hmm. yeah it's okay it's okay if you're nervous it's okay if you don't feel right but if you do it like this they're never gonna know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. if loki wants to work with you he makes it extremely known 
It yeah. There is no doubt. Yeah, they, it's yeah. really hard to. And some people are like, oh well, you know, a lot of people get issues with like imposter spirits and stuff, and like it can happen. Um, but that's why I always say it's really important to kind of know the lore, um, because you can kind of use that as a gauge whenever you. And this is with any deity, because um, there are imposter spirits that just want your energy and your time, and mm-hmm. they will feast on that. They mm-hmm. like that energy, so why not? guys themselves as like a trickster entity Mm -hmm. like loki or hermes or somebody like that um know the lore and then you can ask them about it Mm. you know using pendulum or runes or Mm -hmm. cards whatever um but change something Mm. change one minor detail and see if they agree with you Mm -hmm. oh that's good that's a good that's a good look i did like um there's this book by devin hunter i like devin hunter um a couple of his books we read but there's this one i read recently and you know, when you, you don't have to agree with everything, yeah. too, in books, but there's always something to learn. And he has this, like, checklist you can go through and ask them. And then he talked about, um, also, pay attention to how you feel when they're around. So if you start to feel really, like, uncomfortable, or that could be an indicator. Yeah, if it's triggering something like discomfort or panic, mm. anxiety, any of those things, probably not somebody who has your higher good mm-hmm. um, in mind. Because those are kind of like, that's like fast food for spirits when you get that, like, that discomfort, that fear, that pain. Mm. Um, it's fast food. It's it's mm. immediately energizing. You immediately go into fight or flight mode. They, they like to feed off that energy. So they're going to keep you in that state as long as they can. Mm. Uh, so it's always good to be aware of, like, your emotional field a lot of times. Because if you start noticing that you're triggering a lot of negative emotions... Something's around you that mm. shouldn't be, and it's feeding off of all that negativity. Um, at that point, you probably need to uh, talk to your therapist. Maybe you need an adjustment on your meds. Um, always mu- mundane before magical every time. Yeah. Um, but also maybe do something like a spiritual bath, uh, cleansing of your personal nature, whatever you prefer. I am not getting into the, like, mm-hmm. smoke cleansing conversation. Like, that, mm-hmm. y'all can debate on that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> debate about that? Oh, well, depending on, like, what you use, oh, what you, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, no. No, I'm, not, I'm not playing that game. You guys can, like, yeah. you people out there, you can all debate on whatever you want. Yeah. But I'm not joining that conversation. I'll do what I do. You yeah. guys do what you do. And everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. That's so, so, like, have you ever encountered a spirit like the one you were describing where um you thought it was something but it wasn't i've never encountered what um like an imposter per se um but we do work a lot with like local land spirits and um fey like creatures so um there's a lot of kind of just trickster energy around anyway so like i might not even notice if they were behaving like something else because i'm like all right is 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 that Ray? Or what are you today? Oh, okay. We're going to play this game. <laughs> Plus also I'm, I'm a very tired mother of two. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I just don't have time for your bullshit. And I will just be like, get out of here. Like I, I literally do not have time. I do not want to play these games. Like, I'm not playing these games. The kids are in bed. I'm going to have my glass of wine and you're going to fuck right off. <laughs> One of those memes. It's like, tell me you've been practicing for so long without telling me you've been practicing for so long. He's like, get the fuck out, get out, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so, there's like this like level where you're like, I am like, too, I literally don't have time for this. Yeah. Like, I just don't. <laughs> like, go 
<laughs> talk to somebody else. Yeah. Like, I'm not the one. <laughs> this, this is not the house, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's Plus, so funny. when you do um, work in those realms, like, okay, I got deities. Like, they got my back. They're they're watching out for me. I've got my ancestors. They're yeah. watching out for me. I got all the little, like, heebie-jeebie spirits all up in my yard. Mm-hmm. They're not looking out for me, but it's their territory, <laughs> and they'll be damned if somebody else gets to fuck with it outside of them. So, funny. Yeah, um, so that. they're looking out for themselves, yeah. but that includes me because I'm on the territory too. So it's fine. <laughs> that's so funny. I, yeah, that's funny, man. I believe that for sure. I think some of my house spirits are. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's just, just like I mean, they're not looking out for me, but because I'm in the territory, it works. Just do not do it. Yeah, I just kind of leave food out once in a while. <laughs> Change out the bird bath. Oh. I'll leave out like pumpkins for the animals. <laughs> cool. I like your connection with nature. Like you're describing, it's pretty awesome. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun to work with, and you know, it was really like it was one of the first things we did when we moved into our house. It's mm-hmm. like we had this little like just stone like retaining wall thing on in our yard that was like kind of partially crumbling. I was like, you know, that'd be a good place for a bird bath. So I ordered like just a bird bath bowl off of Amazon and popped it out there. And we're like, you know, this kind of is just starting to look like an altar. And then we just were like, do we want to just start introducing ourselves to the local land spirits? And we're like, yeah, let's do that. And we opened a portal to, for the, um, Aishi, uh, as well in that area. So now it's just like, this is, this is the Fey place. This is, Mm. this is where they're allowed to come and go. We've got like a super highway going through a yard and we're like, and occasionally we just put sell. food out. If we ever sell, like, I'm sorry, y'all. Let me see what super highway <laughs> I'm sorry. Not sorry. That's funny. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, this is how it is. How yeah, I mean, you know, like, and I'm so, and speaking of working with, like, the fae and the land spirits and stuff, you know, I am always the advocate of, like, people are like, man, I keep losing this, or I lost this, like, three days ago. And I'm always like, did you ask for it back? Yeah. And I'm just like, just say, like, hey, can I, I really need the thing. Can I have the thing back, please? Um, and it usually reappears. Some are very strange, but it reappears. Yeah. Or somewhere you've looked a hundred times. Um, but I always forget to do that for myself. Like, I'll lose something for, like, two weeks and be like, I can't find it. Pat's like, did you ask for it back? I'm like, shit. And then it just shows up. And then it shows up. Like, um... Perfect example, last week, we were going to make uh, mashed potatoes with one of our meals. So I was like, I got heavy cream because I was feeling a little extra and I wanted heavy cream in my potatoes. I couldn't find it for a week. I put it in the fridge directly behind the milk where like I always put the heavy cream. Mm -hmm. Could not find it for a week. Mm. And then Sunday, I pulled the milk out and there's the cream. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how's this happen? Yeah. So I got a shot glass. I filled it with cream, added honey and put it on the porch. (laughs) And I was like, here you go, guys. (laughs) I get the hit. <laughs> I'm going to utilize this later. What? I lost something yesterday. Yeah. Like, irrelevant. Just asking yeah. for a bag. No, going to. And sometimes I leave a treat if they return it, depending on what it is. That's so funny. Like, I have a lot of plants. And so I, like, well, started, I wasn't doing it on purpose. Like, I would make cookies. I like candy and treats and stuff, like, a lot. And then I would leave the thing out. Just kind of, like, leave it out. Yeah. And then... I don't know, I had, like, a little thing of water that was pretty. I kind of left it out. And then I noticed, like, my plants start getting really beautiful, like, really awesome. And then I'm like, I, 
was like, I don't know. I think I might have accidentally, like... <laughs> I, so, did I just invite somebody yeah, in? Yeah, so, like, I'm not going to stop doing this now. Because my, my plants are healthy. Like, if I <laughs> yeah. do it, the plants are going to die. They're, like, really happy. And, like, the one day I couldn't... I had these, like, rose gold glasses, and I couldn't find them. I'm like, where are my glasses? Like, where... I need... I really need my glasses. Like, where are they? And I was like... I just said it out loud. I'm like, where are they? Can I have them back? Like, not intentionally. Like, yeah. me, I wasn't meaning... Because at this point, I know I was accidentally, like... You didn't know you were communicating yet? Yeah, and like, no joke, I turn around, I was just sitting, I turn around from where I'm sitting, and the right behind me sitting where my like butt was and I was like no way no and that's, no that way. was the confirmation and I called her and I was like I think I accidentally like, <laughs> I think I invited in some spirits yeah and they took my glasses because they they're shiny <laughs> yeah they were these no, you're not in the apartment and they're there so yeah, I'm not there and they're there so. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I don't know like how that works I, I swear to god I'm gonna have to like when we move out of the house, leave, like, instructions for the new owners. <laughs> you have to do this. If, if X happens, you need to do Y. Don't ask. Just do it. Oh, my goodness. You'll be like... Oh. Every full moon, here's a calendar. Um, you need to go and put out some bread <laughs> and some honey. <laughs> do you do and that? use the good butter. We're not talking Wonder Bread here, people. Come yeah. on. That's so They're going to be like, why? Like, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Your garden will be beautiful. Just really take this advice. I have had, I've literally had the same time plants since we moved Mm. in. Um, First spring, I went out, I I always have a bigger herb garden because I have a thing with working with herbs and I also like to cook. Mm -hmm. Um, And herbs are expensive at the grocery store when I can buy a $3 plant and make many. Um, So I had, you know, time was one of the things I got. And I played it, it was fine, whatever. It hasn't died since. Like, it doesn't go dormant in winter. I can have fresh time, like, year-round. Wow. And I'm like, can you guys do that to my lilac bush I just planted this fall? Like, can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's the plants. I I have, like, a lot of this plants. It's cool seeing how that happens. We moved in, and there were these plants that are not, I don't remember what they're called. I bought them on a limb. They're really pretty. And they're not supposed to come back every year. And I was like, I love these. And I'm sad that they're not going to be back next year. And they took over my garden this year. And they were like, nope, it's our, it's our, it's so useful. Whatever they were, they were like, we like it. We're going to come back. We randomly planted sunflower seeds in her garden. And they grew to being like 10 feet tall. I can't get sunflowers. I don't get enough sun for sunflowers. Plus, every time I've tried to plant them, I've planted them. Directly in front of the altar, too. <laughs> Freaking squirrels just, like, dug them up. Oh. Like, I came out the next day, and, like, the entire place I had just planted was just oh, torn up. I was so like... so frustrating. Yeah, we're not going to do sunflowers. <laughs> My sunflowers, I, they got... They're the extra large, and they're huge. Up to, like, the second story, like, window. Holy I don't know. And I was shocked. I was like, how did they get we this? We were all stunned. Yeah, everybody... just threw seeds. We just, like... Yeah. yeah, we were just like... Yeah, we just threw seeds. Yeah, I was like, okay... There they are. <laughs> nice. They're in the window that's closest to Apollo's stuff, so I couldn't help but wonder. If he was like, I just wanted yeah. to see them. I had hyacinths all over my yard, too, which was strange. So I didn't plant them. And we, like, and then right by my art studio, there were, like, a ton of hyacinths. So I was like, <laughs> Like, I just yeah. chucked it up this thing. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because, like, you know, year one, I wasn't paying too much attention to what was around my yard, except for, like, the fact that I was basically having to murder, like, three million pounds of burdock, because okay. burdock is so freaking invasive in my area. Because I'm, wow. like, right up in the woods. Now, burdock's super useful. 
Also super invasive. Roots are a pain in the ass. Took me years to, like, at least get them to, like, you guys can have this spot mm-hmm. here. Like, please don't go to this spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you started, I started looking around, and I'm like, that's mugwort. That's wow. bone set. Hmm. Like, I started looking around, like, okay, that's wild mustard. Okay, wild mustard is everywhere around here. But it was just so funny to, like, yeah. look around and be like, I can use it. I have, like, a shit ton of pokeberry. Um, you know, which can be used to make ink. Which is also a highly protective plant. Like, mm-hmm. so if you're using, like, the plant spirit, as far as that, make ink, draw protection signals. Boom, you have an extra wow. boosted protection wow. spell. <laughs> Once again, come to the menagerie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, pokeberries everywhere mm-hmm. in this area at this time. Like, you know, maybe more last month. It's all dried out now. But um, it was just funny to look at wild blackberries. I'm like, mm. okay, I that can be used as part of a yeah. ward. Like, I can harvest my own mugwort without having to, like, spend mucho money on mugwort. Uh, bone set, same thing. Like, I've got all these really cool, like, magical plants <laughs> that I can just pick yeah. out of my yard. <laughs> wow. So, hey, here's a question. What do you do whenever you have to, like you said you had to get rid of the all those plants. Um, what do you do in regards to, like, the spirits whenever you pull them up? Do you do anything special? Um, I usually try to apologize. Um, depending on the plant, like, I'm honestly just not too fashed about the burdock anymore because it's just ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. y'all are y'all are pushy. Um, but in general, like, I'll either leave, I, a lot of times I'll leave it an offering on the, um, on the Fey altar. So okay. it'll just be, like, giving it back, basically. Or I'll compost it, which is also giving it back. Okay. Um, when we have to do something like, say, cut a tree, we'll mm-hmm. usually um, keep a part of it and put it on the altar mm-hmm. for that reason as well. Um, we always like to ask permission, okay. too, before we do something um, super intrusive. Mm-hmm. Like, we uh, we had, like, a big old, um, what is it, black locust tree, and they're awful. They, they're, again, like, really invasive. I have, like, seven saplings I need to go out and dig up, too. Um and, you know, we eventually had to cut it down. It's, it was just in a problematic place and we had to get rid of it. And so we apologized, we cut it, put most of it on the, you know, altar and then kind of tossed everything else back into the woods. And shortly after we started, we had an old tree stump in our yard um, from when they cut down like an old pine or something. And now it's a, it's a white ash tree. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm like, well, that's not getting cut down because that's an ash tree and that's important. Yeah. <laughs> my name origin yeah. yeah wow it's just like a ma- your magic like, <laughs> <laughs> like um that's so cool oh man well we're at an hour and a half so <laughs> we should probably stop, yeah. probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> that flew by honestly yeah that, like i don't it's is there great. anything you want to add in i i don't think so Okay, yeah. this is my first time on a podcast. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. It's fun. If you are in the Pittsburgh area, come to the Menagerie. Yeah. Come buy some cool stuff, get some good information, and yeah, we'll have everything linked down below. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out. Yeah. Thanks for having thank me. This you. is great. We'll definitely have you back on again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you you and your husband are phenomenal storytellers. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening like, oh my goodness. So, wow. yeah. So look forward to that listeners. (laughs) Okay.